Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different. We are in the midst of some unique and crazy times here, but we are safe, and we're really excited to bring to you episode 150, featuring Justin Maturo, Erector Brewing, New Haven, Connecticut. He also talks about some of his adventures and where he is now. He's in Vermont, working on another project, which I think everyone will really enjoy. We'll talk about his history, left-hand print, his print shop, how he teamed up with the crew at the Beerics, some of the beers he's done there, what he's been working on, his love for art and drawing, being creative, and really just kind of uh, just get a good perspective. Justin and I have known each other, we don't know the exact date, but I mean, we're going back, it might, it might be almost 10 years now at this point, but it's really just, uh, it was really nice just to reflect on that. In times like this, you know, perspective and looking at things and your story and how you got there and letting those, you know, who you know in your life know how important they are and just kind of, um, you know, celebrating together. And that's what we really hope this one, you know, this one is for you. It, you know, it was for me. It was really one that we've been looking forward to doing for a while. I know Justin and I were obviously hoping we could do it in person, and we had you know some some plans to do it in New Haven and whatnot. But things happen, and this is just a great testament to that of adapting and just trying to make the best of a situation. And we just kind of you know laughing and having a good time together, and it's really just uh, it's a good one, and it's uh, it's the it's the perfect vibe for what's going on. I know that during this time. And wherever you are, you know, know that we're thinking of you. Obviously, we're at different points of, of this, and folks are making different decisions and choices, some of which we, you know, agree, and there's a lot that we disagree with. But we're all in different situations. We all have different, you know, lives and scenarios and work situations and, you know, health health, uh, I guess, restrictions, situations, other shins, or, you know, however you want to look at that. So everyone is impacted differently, but we're here. If you're listening to this, you're live, and I'm not trying to minimize that. You know, I really think that's something that we should really just appreciate. You know, live for today and make the best of it. I will say the episode. There is a couple areas which kind of I cringe at, not about what I say, just some of the recording, uh, overmodulating a little bit, and. It was one of our first uh, interviews back after, you know, kind of being a little rusty for about, you know, five, six weeks. So the amount of likes that I say are painful. So I do apologize in that. And if you can count them all and tell me how many times I said like in the episode, uh, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you something because uh, that's a that's a high score that we hopefully will never come close to again. So Erector Beer is the brewery. You can find them on uh, IG Erector Beer, like we just said. And then you go there also to their website and see what they're up to there. Um, it's just a great opportunity to kind of dive in. The most recent batch of Home Slice is great. They're part of the, the crew. 
at the Birics. You know, much love to everybody over there doing their thing. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good episode. 150 episodes, which in and of itself is amazing. Really proud of that. It's a nice way for us to, you know, wrap, uh, you know, season 13. We just announced the artist for, for season 14. We've uh, we got very active getting that going, so we really think that uh, you'll really be excited about that. We have uh, Daryl Denecker of Beerlio Tech. We have uh, Chris Nganchi and Sonny Gambo from Mount Hook, who do work with Hawk River. We got Benjamin Kinzer, who does work with 21st Amendment, and Sauter, a.k.a. Pints and Panels, who is just a great person, super knowledgeable, does comics, and is just using her creativity to introduce folks to, to beer knowledge and information um, in just a really great way. Corey Smith, who's just a, a badass beer photographer, does some great stuff. We've got Tina McCurdy, a.k.a. Night Art, who has done some labels for another Beerix uh, member, Chuck and uh, Holes Beer. We've got Garrett Morland, who's done labels for Bellevue Brewing. Will over at Tribus. Dave McKee, a.k.a. Art by Graves, who's done work for Transient Artists and Ales, among others. Sean Bodley, who does labels for the newly launched uh, several months back, Timber Ales, who's part of the 12%. Uh, Beer Project family, and then last but not least, we have Mr. Corey Danks, who does labels for Stolen Sun Brew. So we got a great lineup. You're listening to 16 Ounce Canvas, 16ozcanvas.com, 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Episode 150, Justin Matoro, 150 episodes, and the crowd goes wild because we don't got sports yet. But if you're looking for something, you're a little desperate, KBO. Korean Baseball League, go Eagles, and check out the last dance. But don't be a stranger. Enjoy this one. Appreciate it. We're glad to be back, and this is a good one to be back. So without further ado, I bring you my friend, Mr. Justin Matoro, Erector Beer, 16-ounce canvas. That's what we do. We are the art of Craft Beer Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, friend of mine, and he will be a friend of yours by the time we're done here, Justin Machura with Erector Brewing. You may have heard of them. They are one of the staples uh, in New Haven. They're also part of the squad over at the Beerics, and they're just doing all sorts of good stuff. I just got myself a fresh home slice, perfect uh, quarantine beer, so uh, just uh, good to finally catch up, Justin. It's been a while. You're... Uh, We've known each other a while, but you're a, you're a busy man. I think we're checking in with you right now in Wilmington, Vermont, part of your other beer project that we'll talk about. But how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Everything's awesome. Hiding out and staying productive. Yeah, which is good because we're talking in this weird uh, new normal, which I like that phrase, but some people hate that phrase. But I like that phrase, the new normal. It doesn't feel really normal, but uh, it's not so new anymore, but... It's yeah. a weird, it's a it's a weird time, and I was excited because uh you know I was like I was saying to you before you know stopped by the the Beerics and they had some home slice and so it was um, went to a drive by birthday party which was I would not recommend it to anybody it was weird you just like drive by somebody's <laughs> house but we did drop off some uh, some beers for them and like I don't know it was it was weird but anyway we'll get did, into that did later. Did you drop them at the end of the driveway? 
uh, they're like, one of that people like hang out and like socially distance and like stuff. And I was like, uh, we're not doing that. So I like, I just kind of had my mask on and I'm like, and I like walked onto their porch and like put the beers down and like just waved and like went back in the car and we said my son had to like use the bathroom and we had to go. And so they're like, okay, we're not gonna let you in our house. So I was like, cool. See you later. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's a, uh, there's been lots of weird, weird stories and uh, weird moments, but uh, I think whenever this is over, it's probably one of the biggest uh, parties ever. I think people even, even if we have to do a little distancing, but um, enough about me. Cause I, uh, people hear me ramble all the time on here. So let's, uh, let's talk about you, man. Let's, uh, let's, let's give you the big, this is the big question where I, I'm, I have a couple of beers lined up and I just kick back and relax, but what's kind of, uh, you know, your story now I'll, I'll, I'll intersperse here, but Justin's really unique because Justin's background, you know, he had his own kind of, uh, he was doing merchandising, he was doing hats and, you know, t-shirts and clothing and really anything you needed apparel wise for breweries and, and local businesses all over the place. So to say Justin's a hustler would be uh, you know, a massive understatement, but you know, if you've ever gotten hats or any of the stuff at the beer, that's, you know, that's him, you know, obviously his own line there. And then he does, a rector and now he's doing something new in Wilmington, you know, Vermont. So, uh, just kind of filling some gaps here. Tell us the Justin story. You know, you're a creative small business guy, a brewer, you know, you're, yeah. you're wearing a few hats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Yeah. I started, you know, 11 years ago at, at Erector square and that's Stacy Gilbert building in new Haven. That's where Erector square and uh, Erector brewing ended up being born. But I had my left hand print screen printing shop there. So we were rocking out then, you know, still oil painting, playing that game, but, you know, making no money doing that. So I did the screen printing. And then, um, you know, probably like five, six years into Erector Square, my buddies wanted to start a brewery. So I already had the outlet for all the merchandising and marketing and the graphic design is my game. So we pretty much started selling hats and t-shirts and stuff before we were even brewing beer, which is definitely the opposite way to do things, I guess. But that's kind of what I do. Um, yeah, that's, that's, so, that, that's terrible. You got to tell us more about yourself, Justin. You got, you're the most, that was one of the more humble, you did like seven careers <laughs> and lines and you're like, yeah, yeah, no. So yeah, so you said you're doing a, you're doing painting. Like how, when did you get into painting and how was that kind of your, your thing? Like where, where did that come into your, your, your timeline? You know, it's funny because when you, when you hit me up to do this podcast, I started thinking about, you know, where it all started. And I was obviously, you know, I've been drawing and coloring and doodling and painting my whole life. But I, I, I thought about these two particular kind of funny moments. I had this one span as a youngster where I have two older brothers and I was creating clothing for my eldest brother when he was kind of a late teenager and I was fabric painting the Simpsons and, and Looney Tunes characters on their overalls. So, you know, I was probably shit, maybe 10 or 11 at the time. And I thought that was, I hadn't thought about that in a long time, but, with this podcast coming up, I started thinking about that. The other thing I remember was I had a really long, long battle with whaler goalie, Mike Liute. I used to draw that guy all the time. 
So, and I, I haven't thought about either of those in a long time. And this podcast made me think about where, what I was really getting into as a youngster art wise. And it was, yeah, those, those outfits and Mike Liu, the whaler goalie. Oh man. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, as folks know, I'm from Philly, but Connecticut more pretty much half my life now. And that's the one thing I have some whalers gear, but I would, anytime I read any like hint that there may ever be a whalers team again, like if there was a pro team in Connecticut, I don't even care what sport it was. Like I would just be the biggest, whatever that team was fan. That's just how I roll. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, be whatever. Like, I'm just excited for something. Like, come on. You know, um, but if you have any photos of Scott wearing uh, Looney Tunes overalls, I would love to. I would love to blackmail the shit out oh, of that. So yeah, please send those over. Yeah, but, they they all wear that stuff. Yeah, but as a as more backstory of how we know each other, I believe it was. It's makes me feel it's been a while now. It's probably seven eight years ago, maybe six or seven. But I think we met at a at a beer share at like on top of Amity, right? I think if that's right in Woodbridge. That right? was- that was the first one, yeah. And um, I think it was more than seven years ago because I remember that's when Scott and I got big into cellaring, and a lot of those brews we were selling were oh nine, ten, and eleven brews. So yeah, I remember yeah. the Brothers yeah. Maturo uh, saved my. I was very new to it, and the idea of wax beer, and it was just like, I remember I, I had a knife and I was trying to like open the wax, and I was doing it completely wrong, and one of you guys just like grabbed the beer and then leave out of my hand and we're like dude what the fuck are you doing and i was like oh cool and you're like yeah you're about to like slice your artery right in your right in your like index finger and i was like cool all right yeah. and, and i was like good i'm gonna sit back now i'm good dude those were those were filthy bottle shares man it, it's different from now because everybody's cracking the ipas and stuff but back then we we'd have like 10 11 diesel stouts open down the table you know 10 percenters 12 percenters 15 percenters from the brewery and stuff yeah the like, brewery i was always chasing black tuesday and you guys always had like the, yep. you guys always had like the bells like black notes and the and the kamazoo i think i have a couple i think i have a couple in the so i'm gonna crack those this weekend honor you guys but yeah from yeah. from back in the day yeah so but I all of a sudden like i when i knew you then like i didn't even know you were brewing beers so then all of a, all of a sudden you're you're brewing beers and I think I, I just I think I was actually drawn to the beer because of the, you know. And again, if you're if you're listening to this, and you haven't had it, New Haven style pizza is the is the pizza. So like, let's just kind of throw that out there, like. Yeah. And so you had the pizza with you know you had the the home slice, and again everyone was going IPA crazy, and you're making these you know delicious dry hop lagers with with dope ass pizzas on it, like slices of pizza on the can. Yeah. And I didn't even put it together with you for a while. And I was like, these are good. This is a good ass beer. And then, you know, then you popped up with, you know, behind it, which you kind of, your little stealth with the brand. And um, so what's, what's the story with, you know, for folks who don't know with Erector, you know, the name Erector, how did that come to be? So, yeah. So, you know, the name Erector came from, obviously most people uh, think it has to do with sexual stuff, but it's actually, from the Erector Square building, which was the AC Gilbert Toy Factory, where they made the Erector sets and the uh, American Flyer trains. So that's that's where we started brewing beer with my buddies. And, um, you know, we didn't never even thought about what we were going to name anything. We just, it was automatic. We we're like, oh, we got to call it Erector Brewing because that's where we were. That's where we brewed every weekend. And it just grew from there. And, you know, the history behind 
the erector sets and all that stuff's really cool. You know, they're made in New Haven. That building was, I think it started in like 1911 there and it employed pretty much everybody in New Haven worked there. And, you know, the erector set itself was, I mean, that toy was all over the world. So, you know, and it's, that's, and it's, you know, I, I just, I enjoyed the whole backstory of it. He Gilmore was an inventor. He was an Olympiad. He, uh, he created a bunch of um, items used in the pole vault. He won gold medals in the pole vault in the Olympics. The guy was legit. So the whole story was just really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then you had, yeah. Then you had the American flyer. That's another one of your beers. So, I mean, you really, uh, you really kind of tip your hat to you know the the backstory, and it really it really works. So it's it's really cool to see, especially. I mean, we've got. I mean, I'm in Shelton. We've got like the wiffle ball factory, which I drive when I drive by that. That's just like a cool. I mean, that's like a piece of like yeah. American history right there. And it's just this tiny little place with the the big ass wiffle ball, and uh, so I love backstories like that, especially now with you know, the quote unquote essential workers and, you know, Sikorsky, all the great stuff they're doing, you know, it's, it's been kind of cool. Cause I've always been kind of uh, grasping for like Connecticut lore to like, you know, I always think of Connecticut sometimes and this might piss you off, but like in Wayne's world when they're like, Hey, I'm in Delaware. And I tell you sometimes they get Connecticut, like, <laughs> you know, like, like no, I mean, it's, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's a small state, man, but it's crazy. You know, throughout my life i the things that i found out were created here and made here it's i mean there's a ton of shit that went on in this even in new haven it's it, you know because i you know i guess if you think about the location you know between boston between new york so you know it's a busy place at one time oh yeah and when i tell people oh i live here and they say where's that i say oh, i'm i'm right next to new haven i mean that's that works i mean that that carries you know, wait, no matter where I talk to people. So that's kind of, I kind of realized that like Connecticut's kind of our, you know, probably our most famous, you know, city in the state or area in this, you know, with all the Yaleys and whatnot too. It's kind of a yin and yang. It's kind of the yin and yang of Connecticut. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so talk to me about your, you know, when you started doing designs, you know, you designed the labels, you know, I know you've had, you know, supported local artists, you know, he did one of your, uh, your crazier labels uh, rolling down the streets, uh, New Haven, the watermelon goes, but um, you you do most of the designs yourself too. So, I mean, you're designing, you're brewing, you're, you know, kind of, you're, you're the grinder, the hustler, you know, the small business guy. So what's kind of, uh, yeah. how are you designing these? Like what, what, what are you using now? What, what's, what's, what's the process? Um, right. So right now I kind of, you know, in the beginning, everything was, I was trying to relate it to New Haven and the toys. And over the past probably six, seven months, I, um, I really got into like, you know, a lot of geometry and, um, you know, cast theory stuff, repeating patterns. I kind of like that clean, clean look, but also that chaotic, chaotic look. I, I know I sent you a few of the labels, um, and that all started with when I was at Erector Square, I I had this brilliant idea that I was going to start making these really, really intense quilts. <laughs> and I, I had taken out a book from a local library. And at the time, I literally had this, I scanned every page on a flatbed scanner. 
and those patterns sat for a while just on my zip drives or whatever and then I ended up going back to them I started using them in paintings just making stencils and stuff and you know doing all these really intricate paintings and then I just I was like damn I'm gonna start using these for labels so that's kind of where I'm at now is uh you know is, is using all these patterns and and it, you know a lot of it just has to do with it's geometry and it's it's funny to me because growing up I absolutely hated everything to do with math <laughs> and now I literally just said to my girlfriend today I'm like damn it's really funny that I'm super into this shit right now and it's something I just didn't understand and I, I was just so into art growing up that I just didn't give a shit about math and now that's kind of what I'm using to create these labels yeah it's great so, and folks if you want to check it out uh, you know, follow along at home Erector Beer uh, on IG, ErectorBeer.com is, is the website, but you can see some of those patterns uh, that, you know, Justin's put together. I think one is, uh, I believe, uh, in Deeply Ordered Chaos, which is cool, and there's some, uh, one of my favorite ones is the more vibrant uh, winter one, and then uh, there's a one that reminds me of being a kid and those, those kaleidoscope things you'd get, you know, those kind of those tubes, and you turn them around, uh, that was, uh, those are always my favorite too. So oh, I, yeah, I prefer yeah. to see with closed eyes, right? You get those and you just walk around your house and just look at everything. It was just, I don't know. It, it It's not a complex toy, but it was, it was awesome. You, I don't know where you get those anymore, but I love those things. I would. Yeah. I mean, I would actually, I might look into that. I'd love to have a couple of those. Those are dope. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A I mean, lot of those. Yeah. I looked at it right now and it just, the way it hit me right now, I was like, it was like one of those like flashbacks in my head, and I'm like, "That's what that is." Yep. Yeah, you just turn it, and then, yeah, yeah. And a lot of those, I mean, you know, last year was kind of a tough year for me, so I'm kind of just climbing out of it. And you know, a lot of those labels, those quotes are from artists, so it kind of related back to me because when I started this thing, I was by myself because all my buddies ended up quitting; they didn't want to do the brewery anymore, so I kept going. So a lot of those quotes are from artists, you know and it kind of relates to me because they're, you know, working on their projects, just them and the project and the painting or photography, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So, so I've been trying to just find some really cool quotes and give those artists shout outs. Yeah. And, I feel, uh, yeah. I feel like the last, I mean, the world's gone through some shit in the last few months, but I think for the last year plus you've been kind of uh, taking some lefts and rights all over the place and kind of just, you know, you're coming out stronger for it, but yeah. it's definitely, uh, it's, I think, you know, we've been talking about doing this probably for at least a year. And so I think, you know, I always like to, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Scheduling is the hardest part of this, I mean, which I've said before, but I think this is the perfect time yeah. for the perfect time for us to connect. And it's really nice to be able to connect and, you know, kind of, you know, just take a step back and look at, you know, all that you've done and are doing. And so I think it's, uh, it's, it's really fitting, you know, and, uh, yeah. fresh batch of home slice, the support is good. So that's good. Thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, I literally was speaking with one of my buddies on the phone yesterday, and, you know, I said to him, he's also a creative guy, and I said to him, I was like, you know, as bad as this all is, I've definitely been able to take this time and and step back and get into my computer, get into some old art books and stuff, and really center myself back creatively. So, yeah, I you know I'm enjoying this, and I'm fortunate enough to still be working and getting paid, which you know is cool. But I've definitely found a nice little uh, flow that I've I've created here. 
creatively through this time to just sit around and think about stuff and what I want to do going forward, marketing wise and new brews and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you make yourself, and before I, I didn't give you a hard time for it before, but you mentioned a zip drive before. And so I was just like, hmm. I, was like <laughs> I was like, this guy is as old as fucking I am. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. I was so proud of my gateway. And it was like for another seven, whatever, hundred dollars, probably you can get a zip drive built in, which, which for, imagine for kids at home is basically like you literally, you literally can fit more data on a thumb drive, uh, which I can put on my keychain. And it was these like eight track fucking monster discs that were terrible. But he's like, it was so amazing because you could fit like, I think 500 megabytes on this thing and they were, they weren't cheap. Oh my God. What a scam that was. Dude. So bad. Yeah. Oh, my zip drive. Like, yeah. Mine was like the size of like a half gallon of milk. And, and I used to wrap this thing up and put it in my backpack. And that's when I was living in New York also. And I, I'd be taking the train back to New York with this zip drive, giant zip drive in my backpack so I could get to my apartment there and plug in the USB and access my files. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, yeah, I was telling like, like, again, we can be old together, but just, I always say my favorite one is that I would literally queue up one song, maybe two on like Napster or something in the morning before class. And then by the end of like the day, I might have two new songs to listen to like two, like meanwhile, <laughs> by the time we're done, I could download the entire, you know, Pink Floyd discography on my phone right now. And you yeah, know, and... I know dude. <laughs> hey, you would pull up one song and it'd say six hours, 53 minutes. And you'd be like, all right, and just walk away. Yeah. And it'd be, it'd be thing. like a bad, and it'd be like a bad record. Like, thank God. I mean, people weren't as malicious back then. Like, I mean, they put a little like malware in there every now and again, but like they weren't like Rick rolling you. Like that would be a shit that would happen now. I could see happening right back then. People being like, yeah. "Oh yeah, label it this," and it's really you know some shitty band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so, we mentioned you're in Vermont now. Uh, you're up there brewing beers, uh, part of a, a different project. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I was one day I was hanging out at a rector brewing in New Haven. And this fellow Walt came in looking for me. Someone had sent him down there to check out, um, you know, my can art and some of the brews. And he really knew nothing about the bear industry. He was opening a brewery in Vermont. And I happened to, I ran into him that day. And he's like, hey, someone sent me down there. We're bullshitting. And his his original brewer had quit. He was uh, moving up from Carolina to be closer to a girlfriend in Rhode Island. And they broke up. So he backed out of the project probably like three or four months before they were set to open. So this dude had no beer, no, you know, no nuts. And I felt terrible. And I just offered to help him out. I said, Hey man, I'll come up there and brew some beers for you and get you going. And, you know, historically I love Vermont. I've been coming up here since I was a teenager, backpacking, camping. So I came up to visit and he offered me a job and I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to do it. So now I'm here brewing, going back and forth. Right now I'm up here most of the time. Um, cool spot right near Mount Snow. It's a ski town. Kind of a built-in crowd. I mean, the, everybody was amazing this winter. Mostly second homeowners, but they're just all all amazing people. Um, leaving their jobs in the cities and stuff and coming up here to take a breather. And we had an awesome winter. 
really cool. I was definitely freaked out because, you know, Vermont is pretty much the IPA capital of the world or the, you know, New England IPAs. And so I was a little freaked out and uh, it all worked out. We had an awesome winter. People enjoyed the brews and still up here brewing now. It's kind of the mud season. So it's quiet anyways, through April through May, plus this pandemic. So it's super quiet now. So basically just doing some designing stuff for them, erector stuff and hanging out at the brewery here, brewing, taking out, um, hanging out some brews. Cool. So it's been fun. What's the name of that brewery? Is the Snow Republic. Snow Republic? Uh, West, yeah, West Dover, Vermont. It's probably, you know, five minutes from where I'm living here in Wilmington. So it's a cool spot, man. Oh, I love Vermont. Like, yeah, we got to go. We got to go. Thanks. We got to go before all this went down. We went, like a friend has a house uh, where I'm trying to think where it is. It's near, it's near, uh, it's near Lawson's and it was just like awesome. It was just, we went, we went snowshoeing and just sledding and it was just, it, yeah. was, it was like totally relaxed. It was over. It's a peaceful place. Yeah. That's kind of, I don't know, like. As I've gotten older, like we go to Vermont, I mean, I Vermont, we go to Maine every year and like live on the lake and just kind of chill. And like, that's, that's my vibe. I, I like it. And I just like when, you know, every night we went to local pizza places, not like food and like, not just pizza, but like just everything up there. And it was just like, you could just tell like the town was coming in and it was cool. And just, there's just like an air of, around it. It just feel, I mean, literally it's, the air is clean. It's just a great place to be Vermont and Maine or all that, you know, further North is, is where I like to may retire someday it's just a it's just all around Uh, good good spot yeah yeah it was nice man you know it's the last couple years in new haven like opening up the brew pub restaurant was super stressful so this was kind of it was much needed for me you know just for general life and creatively it's all been awesome yeah uh, not to be cliche but a fresh breath of air (laughs) i need it up (laughs) that's all right yeah and you can follow along uh, if you want to see what they're doing at Snow Republic. It's uh, Snow Republic Brewery. Uh, it's on Instagram. You can also, uh, yeah, there's a good story there about the owner and his his story. And you can see that this delicious oatmeal cookie stout that you made that I would like to get my hands on. Yeah, man. It was, that was a couple of buddies of mine up here hooked me up with this guy who's got a small bakery and and no, no joke, man. Probably the greatest oatmeal cookie I've ever had in my life. See, I'm, I'm a chocolate chip cookie guy, so I don't know. Like, uh, but I mean, it's in a beer, so I would definitely try it. <laughs> but I'm a, I would go chocolate chip cookie. But I mean, I wouldn't turn down. I mean, I think fresh anything makes it fifty times, you know, fifty percent better than what. Yeah. So I mean that. And then you go to a local bakery and just takes over. Oh, so good. Yeah, dude. We. We went to go pick them up. It was about 12 pounds of cookies, and they were literally out of the oven for not even 20 minutes. And I'm just, I have these things on my lap driving back to the brewery, and they were just, we started ripping into them right in the car. We had to. Yeah, I was like, we started with 14 dozen, and we got back, and there was eight dozen. Yeah. Yeah. So what what part of the we don't usually talk about beer like brewing, but what part of the brewing process are you putting in the oatmeal cookies like? Where is that going? I dumped, I dumped all those cookies right in the mash. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a tasty brew, man. So it's pretty much just finished up, and we're hopefully gonna find some people to buy it here in this quiet town. So 
It looks delicious. Yep. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, I definitely figure out to go options. Like I said, uh, Snow Republic uh, Brewery on uh, on Instagram. So, what is the uh, what's the kind of the aesthetic going to be the, the design for for that? How are you going to kind of uh, you know, get your hand in the brewing? I mean, the the marketing and, and branding for this for Snow Republic or for this brew? Uh, we'll say for Snow Republic. I mean, yeah, we don't have to get so granular, but I mean, if it's if it makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's pretty much, he had a lot of his own ideas, but kind of pretty much left it up to me. We, um, one of the first brews we had, it was called Hop Avalanche. And uh, unbelievably, I, I could not believe there wasn't one ski town in America that hasn't used that name for an IPA. And it was never used. And I actually had free fill. I think you know him, Brian Gilson. He did the design for that one. Okay. Um, so that was not me, but that's pretty much our house IPA. And then I did the design for, we got a lager called major B, which is named after Walt's father, who was portrayed in a few good men by Tom Cruise. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So that I did that label, you know, it's just, obviously he was a Marine, uh, 20 plus years in the Marines and super patriotic label. <laughs> Um, kind of did some research on that whole movie and it was on Broadway for a bit and came up with a really cool label with, uh, you know, some soldiers and flag. It's kind of got a really cool perspective. I could send that over to you. And then our other one, other house brew is a, uh, a chocolate porter that we called silver tail and kind of named that after the, the silver tailed squirrel. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I had this idea where I wanted to do a bunch of porters with, you know, one with hazelnuts, almonds, whatever it may be. So I said, you know, I'm going to just name it after the squirrel. So got some cool designs for that. Haven't really canned any of that up yet. So that's all in the works. Um, we really, I mean, it was an interesting winter because, you know, we wanted to do some cans. We just, we couldn't even keep up up here with the, the amount of people coming in on weekends. Well, that's so, pretty awesome. So that's pretty awesome. You didn't have to worry about canning them. You were all that was all on the draft. Just kind of sold it out. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know. So now with this whole this whole new life we got going on, we don't not sure when we're going to be allowed to have people there. So we're kind of working on getting some cans going, and you know that may be a part of the, the new normal. Who knows? We shall see. back episode 150 folks which is crazy and as we've done in the past in case you're wondering at home i know that homeschooling is hard and the new math is hard but 150 is not a prime number so that is a good takeaway you're listening to episode 150 with justin matoro erector brewing erector beer on instagram erectorbeer.com Justin is a lover of Connecticut history, which is how he came up with the name. Love hearing stories like that. I love just like legacy stuff. I love you know, lineage and where things were and now where they, you know, how they got started and what's happening. And it's just a it's just a fun adventure. And I think it's a great story of, you know, you might get knocked down a couple times, but 
you got to get back up. And I think that's a good, good lesson, a good takeaway from this. You know, the knowing some more of behind-the-scenes stuff of the adventures and, you know, they say the trials and tribulations of, you know, what is going on with the Rector and, you know, being in New Haven and, you know, the growth or lack thereof at times. It's really, you know, you get kicked in the walls a couple of times and it, it's uh, it's hard to rationalize and justify coming back. But, you know, Justin's come back and he's, you know, he's bringing it and it's really great. So now he's, you know, doing beers you know, at uh, a rector, but he's, you know, doing beers now up in, in Vermont. And just even that story where he, you know, he meets the owner and just, you know, just feels, you know, feels empathy in, in, in a good way, in a human way. Uh, and, you know, just offers to help out. And then, you know, Snow Republic is, you know, cranking out some beers. Send me some of those beers. And um, it's just really, uh, it's just a good story. You know, that's why we've connected. You know, I like we talk about a little bit. You know, we both got a little hippie vibe in us. You know, we connect over fish, and then later on we're talking about Pink Floyd and, you know, all the goodies in between. You know, the great soundtrack we're trying to put together for this episode. And, you know, it's just nice. Like, there's just sometimes when you meet people, you know, uh, we'd be in New Haven, and we'd you know, just see, you know, Justin out, and it would just, we had, you know, you wouldn't see each other or have a beer for a long time, but you just kind of pick right back up where, you know, you left off, and it was always just... uh it's just somebody you root for. So, you know, just really happy that we're able to, to celebrate this. I love what he's doing, his new direction with the, the geometry shapes. Has, uh, you know, the really uh, old school, you know, reminds me of being a kid with the kaleidoscopes. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's really fun. It's thoughtful. It's positive. It's vibrant. It's full of life. It's got some energy to it. It's a good representation of the beer. And he's really passionate about, you know, branding and marketing and creating, you know, all of the, the hats and shirts and gear over at the Beerix. You know, again, we, you know, love the crew over there. You know, he put those together and we got to get ourselves uh, the full suite. It keeps growing, all the goodies. But uh, yeah, we got to get ourselves a, we have an Armada hoodie. Uh, We got to get ourselves a a hoax and an erector. Maybe one of those ale shirts and uh, see where we end up on all that. But you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. My name is AJ Kierens and I am here. I am back and we're having a great fucking time. And I thank you for being here with us. I think it's a good story. Remember, we would love to hear from you on a serious note. The month of May is mental health awareness month. A lot of you folks are alone. You're sad. And that's really hard. It's because people feel that way normally. And then to be quarantined and to be excluded from family, you might have had that great moment where you got your first apartment or you got a cool place to live, and then they put that shit on lockdown, and boom. It's real. And that's okay. Take a second. Breathe in. Breathe out. It's okay. Just tell yourself that. It's okay. You're not alone. AJ, that's me, aj16ozcanvas.com is my email address. Reach out, let us know. We care, people care, and we don't want anything to happen to you. We know it's uh, unprecedented times. I don't have any answers for you. I can't fix your problems, but I do care. And I think that's just important to know that somebody's there with you. And now more than ever, I think people need that. You know, you need to know that we're in this, you know, they say we're in this together. But a lot of times we become a meme or a hashtag or an idea society. 
but it's what we do for each other and how we treat each other in times like this that are really important. And I just want to let you know that you may be going through some shit and that I can't comprehend, but I want to let you know that you're important and I care about you. And I'm hoping that if you need anything, that you reach out to me or somebody else, you know, you're not alone. Okay. Let's get back into it because this is a great opportunity is to celebrate, celebrate life, celebrate each other, celebrate the journey and the path, you know, the good times and the bad. And here we are part two, Justin Maturo, Erector Brewing, 16-ounce canvas, episode 150. Don't hesitate to reach out, my friends. Do all sorts of crazy shit, but I mean, it's been, it's been pretty awesome. I mean, we had the, um, my niece and nephew are, you know, they're, they're grinding it out there. You know, they're wearing, you know, they're paycheck to paycheck and worrying if they're going to get laid off with all this going on. And we, we were just talking about beer, and I was like, what's your address? And so I went on just hoax boys and just like had dropped off, had delivered some beers in the barracks. And it was, it was, it was oh, fucking right awesome, man. You know, uh, much love to those guys. Austin, Sean and the crew over there and Chris, you know, uh, yeah. Austin just came by and dropped off beer here and they dropped off, uh, in Naugatuck and, uh, New Haven to my niece and nephew. And it was awesome. Like, so it's been really nice, like for folks who, you know, especially for breweries, just getting, you know, their feet wet. It's been a really, po- in my opinion, really positive, and the curbside's helped. Man, I think it's yeah. Really- I mean, the, yeah, the 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 fellow that did our brew house up here is actually from Connecticut, and he I mean, he was telling me about like five or six breweries that I didn't even know about in Connecticut that had just opened or about to open when this hit. So, man, I and they're not prepared to can or anything. So, you know, this whole you know, pick up, deliver, drop off. Thing. I, I, you know, personally, I hope it stays and they allow people to do that going forward. Yeah, I think so too. Like I can definitely see, I mean, I've always felt, and you're not saying this, but I always felt like the distributors were like a necessary evil. And there's always, there's good examples of them. Right? I think every state and every section has like ones that are like born, like a spin off of like a local brewery and they've got like good vibes. But some of these big ones are just kind of like machines. And I'm, you yeah. Know, and so, I mean, it is what it is, but some of the practices as we're seeing are just a little archaic. And so the agreements and what have you, but I just think that everybody can win. And really, I think, yeah, those, but those who aren't ready to can or haven't, who are open to brewery and weren't planning to can, like they might as well just like throw their money out the window. Like they're fucked. Like, I don't mean to be insensitive, it's but like, scary. It's, just, it's just like, how yeah. would you not think that? you know, in this day and age that you wouldn't want to can, right? I just think it's like, you're not really a brewery then. You're kind of like a bar. Right. It's, yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's, you know, I feel for them, but also it's, you know, you got to realize where the industry's at, you know? Oh, it's like the most hyper competitive period of time. And we were talking earlier, like, I think that it's going to, it's going to, everyone was saying the bubble was going to burst before there was this thing going on and people because people don't realize that margins aren't good. You know, I mean, margins like it's like a quantity thing. Sometimes you got to sell what you got to gotta sell a ton of stuff to keep margins, and then you have to go on all this debt to get new equipment to get bigger. And you know, some folks, you know, have trouble managing, you know, balancing their checkbook, let alone you know, thinking like five years ahead for a brewery. One hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Right? It's like I want to have a brewery. I like beer. Da da da. I'm Kavanaugh. I like beer. It's like, no, dude, like, that doesn't mean you should, like, you know, buy all this steel and wood, you know, fooders and all this other stuff because you sold on, you know, you, you know, you want to do your own thing. Like, just keep running in your garage and be happy with that. Like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. You know, it's, with the new home slides, I when I, you know, as you know, at each label I did. I think it was the fourth or fourth or fifth version, and they were all different colors. And this one, I was, you know, it was kind of the first. It was the first bear I brewed in almost eight months, and I just came up with the idea to do it red, white, and blue. You know, whole American theme, and and this hit, and I was like, damn. All right, good timing for the for the yeah. the whole color scheme of this can, and I actually freaked out because I was like, "Damn, what am I going to do with all this bear?" We ended up canning it all, mm-hmm. which you know, something I would never ever do. And you know, I was definitely I had a few sleepless nights, man, because I had put all this money into this, and you know, labels, the canning, the brew, everything, and. And we were, I was just like, what am I going to do with all this bear now? And uh, it was amazing how receptive all of the liquor stores were. And we ended up getting rid of 160 cases in 11 days. The 97 package stores throughout Connecticut, I was freaking blown away, man. Wow. And uh, so, you know, now I, and I have a whole marketing scheme with this this color label and and you know for apparel so i'm gonna keep rolling with it it's almost like perfect timing that's great yeah yeah for sure yeah and that's been that's been amazing that's really been amazing i mean because it's really the beer the beer consumer is really winning out they're getting fresher beer it's really being you know it's you know it's it's more a little more justifiable you know i'm gonna buy a couple four, four packs or a case and Cause I'm staying in, you know, so I think it helps out in that way. And people are trying, you know, people just want to get out of the house. Like we've been getting out of the house and we're just trying to find like parks and like state parks that aren't overrun with people, you know, we've been reading up yeah. online and where we can get away. And so we'll go there, you know, throw the Frisbee around or have a pickup game of you know, wiffle ball. And then just like, okay, go on my, my phone and like what breweries nearby. And then we'll go there and grab a couple you know, to goes and it's been cool to see people really, you know, adapt to it. You know, there's like new park has one, like you just go and like they pass it through like this, like little thing. You don't even touch anybody. And then we went to sky gazer and like, they already have your beer ready. You just tell them your name and like, it's already paid for Like you pay for it online. Like people have adapted pretty quick. You know, like, I, I'm a big fan of innovation and like pivoting. So it's been really cool to see. Oh, dude, the way that everybody adapted was phenomenal. I mean, it, it, it happened so quickly it was remarkable um and everybody you know everybody that i follow and pay attention to seems to be doing really well yeah it's been great i mean that's the thing like you know what we've been doing is you know some local restaurants that we like knowing they won't be open for a while we bought you know we bought gift certificates ahead of time you know like every every pay period i'll call one up and you order one and just you know it's part of it's just like hey i know that's like you can be it's liquid you can count that as cash now you know and like i'm probably never going to use any of them and it's been nice you know we went to the like i was saying before went to the tiki bar at at the barracks and you know got got the all together collab which we're having now um which i think is awesome and you know got some some of your stuff got uh you know they're doing some of the new versions of sleight of hand they did in growlers and then um you know got some armada stuff so it was like man just trying to spread the love around but it's been i just think it's really yeah, a great. lot of choices over there yeah they always they always have too many choices but i mean it's hard like i just feel like you know <laughs> but, yeah it's good yeah yeah cool For sure so what is it like now like is it hard to get 
this is a weird question. We usually don't talk brewing, but like, is it hard to get like supplies? Like because of the, like what's going on? Like, is it hard to get different hops or any, any of the stuff you need? Or do you yeah. have like a surplus or what's going on there? You know, right before this hit, I mean, speaking for up here in Vermont, right before this hit, I ordered a ton of grains for like pretty much almost like seven batches of air. So, and I'm loaded with hops. So we're actually, we're ready and loaded up here. I've got plenty of work ahead of me and I have everything in house already, yeast and everything. So that's kind of awesome. But yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about people having trouble getting stuff at all. I mean, the hop providers I deal with, you know, I was on there today looking, you know, about to buy hops for our next director, director brew and everything's available and ready to go. Now, I did notice on uh, business, man. Yeah, right. Well, I, I agree. Um, I, I don't think bowling is as essential, but I think that, uh, yeah, farm yeah. farm related things are. Uh, Snow Republic Brewery on their Instagram. It seems like they don't look like hops to me. They look like there's a few photos that look like they're uh, non hop related uh, materials. I don't know. Vermont has a notice for other green things up there. Um, so hopefully that's yeah. going well up there. Yeah, it is. Special high PA collaborations. Yeah, I see what you guys are doing up there. Oh, they, they have high PA. Yeah, man. That, so that, that dude there, he's, um, he's you know, one of the first buddies I uh, I met up here. He, uh, <laughs> of course. It, yeah, his family has like an incredible hemp and marijuana facility up in Maine. And we talked about doing this uh, hemp IPA collab. And his his mother sent me down like five pounds of hemp via mail. It's really, it's an interesting thing, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, you know, Get that in the mail. It looks like weed. Yeah, right? That'd be, uh, I was like, uh, no, there's a great uh, Mitch Hedberg joke about like uh, his, like talking about drugs and how like his, uh, his postman's like a drug dealer. He doesn't even know it. You know, it's like, it's, uh, it's just kind of funny. Yeah, I love that guy. Classic stuff. Yeah, we you know, and I pretty much going to collab with him, and we're you know right right pretty much around this time we were we were planning on actually canning up the hemp IPA because his family wants to work with us and distribute it all over the place because they uh, they owned a bunch of garden centers at one time, so his dad has a great uh, distribution channel, and they want to really just push out this hemp air and help us out and help themselves out obviously so the Matterhorn is the name of the company so we're just going to do this huge kind of ram on the label made out of pot leaves and and can it up and then this happens so that's on hold right now which sucks yeah it does suck and you and i have been talking about doing a beer for like a year we have a name and everything and a whole idea so we'll <laughs> we'll, def- we'll definitely yes, we we'll definitely do that i think and one of the things you know i think that um would be you know i think would be uh you know wouldn't be would be appropriate just to say like i think one of the great you know we talked about all the, the you know it's been tough and you've had some hardships and i think one of the things that we connected on is just kind of uh you know i know your father passed away and how important he was to you and just how yeah. you know looking at things in perspective and realizing how you know lucky we are to live in the moment is the one of the things that you know we both have a little hippie in us but just realizing that you know those that have kind of come before us and you know you know, come forward, just really impact us. And, you know, they might not be here with us today, but they're, you know, they, imp, imp, you know, they influence who we are as men and, you know, how we live our lives. And so, you know, 
I just know, you know, um, I think I think I met your father once, you know, and I just, you know, I know how important he is to you and your brothers, and just, you know, I thought it would be, you know, just a nice little tribute to, you know, just I know how important he was to the the, the family and impacting you oh, yeah. guys all the time and you know everything you guys do. He was the man, dude. My best friend, guy taught me a lot of shit, man, that I've that I've carried with me throughout my life. Um, yeah, and living in the moment is definitely sort of a very important thing for me. It was a tough bunch of years. I did a lot of hanging with that dude and working on cars and building shit, and you know, we did a lot. Yeah, you guys. Are, yeah, I, I would always see the photos, and I was like, man, I'm just like. Even my dad, like, you know, like, I'm not a handy fucking dude. I wish I was. Like, I think it's cool when people are like, I just built this. Like, I literally, if I did anything handy over the weekend, I would, wait, I would like, try to find ways at work to, like, bring it up in conversation. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. Like, I helped the buddy with his, like, deck. Like, and I made sure that he's, like, try to take, like, casual photos of me, like, using the electric saw and, like, you know, cutting stuff and leveling it. I was like, you know. I, my, one of my bucket list things is do like a whole is do do stand up, and I have a whole thing about just kind of like, you know, telling somebody to bring their tools, and all I all I show up with like is like an Allen wrench, and I'm like, oh, this is not what you mean for for building stuff. <laughs> yeah, and so I always like I yeah, just man. yeah I've always admired that, and I just you know, I just you know we've we've been lucky to become friends over you know over the years, and you know, and your brother's a good dude, and I just um, you know I just think it's important to it's part of your story, and you know I just wanted to publicly just you know tip the cap and just, you know, say, I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I just, yeah. I appreciate that very yeah, much. Yeah. You're, I just, I don't know. I think if anyone listens, I, I think that one of the things I realize is, you know, that we're blessed and, you know, I'm still working and you're still working and like, you know, life isn't always easy and shit happens. And, you know, there's somebody probably listening who's had a, you know, shitty go of it and is, you know, kind of struggling to get by. And, you know, I just think that you got to take things in perspective. You know, I literally, you know, it's, this is not ideal, but I mean, my level of uncomfortable is not even comparable to, you know, other folks around the, around Connecticut or, and around the world. So I just kind of like, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's all relative and we will do that. We will do that beer. Uh, you know, we had an idea based on a strange folk song and I, I reached out to the, I told you that, right. I reached out to region hour. Oh, yeah. He gave us yep. permission to do it. So we're going to do that shit. And especially, I think we should do it in Vermont because that was where Strange Folk was from. That'd be dope. I mean, yeah, dude, the sun will shine again, and we will get through this. It's is that is that Annie right? Is that the bit. song? The sun will come out, right? Is that I, I, I've never seen Annie. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's what it is. It right? is. I haven't either, man. All right, yeah. good. I was like, oh, I think that's Annie. I do know. We all know the song. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard knock life by Jay Z is what we all know, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh man, yeah. Wow. So that's great. So. So, how many hours a week are you like like you brewing? You're creating? Like, are you are you work? What are you working? Is like is Photoshop your drawing and design? Like, what what are your what are I, your design? I'm all Illustrator, man. I'm all, okay. I'm all Adobe Illustrator. Um, I used to use Photoshop a lot, and once I got the screen printing, I switched over to oh, yeah, Adobe like, Illustrator. All that vector, yeah, all that vectored life, right? Yeah, yeah, all the vector stuff. That's that's all I do now, man. I do everything in Illustrator. That's what I know. Um, I you know I don't draw much anymore. It's pretty much all on the computer. I've been thinking about getting back into it. I actually brought a bunch of my paintings up to the house here that I live in, and we've been hanging them up. And I'm like, shit, man, I should probably start painting again. I definitely miss it. 
it's just, you know, it's like anything else. You, you sit down and paint, next thing you know, seven hours goes by, and it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I have time to do all that right now because, you know, I've always been a self-employed guy pretty much, so, you know, I'm always on the go. I'm always doing something, creating something, trying to make something happen. Ideas are always flying through my head, so it's, uh, I stress myself out sometimes, but overall, it's overall I enjoy it. <laughs> oh yeah, right now I'm trying to like figure out how to use Adobe Premiere because I, I mean I I got the suite so I, was, I needed to do a video for something. I was like, oh maybe I'll try to figure out how to do Adobe Premiere. And so then like you go down that, that rabbit hole, and then my wife got oh, me yeah. uh, my wife got me turntable like or like controller like which is like a, the digital turntables like a couple. Maybe Dude, like a, I saw that before you called before you we got connected here, and I was like, "What's this guy gonna start DJing?" Dude, I've been I've been like I've been practicing. Like I really I really enjoy it. Like I'm trying to find. Like I mean, I'm not good. Like it's I thought like I recorded myself just like on my phone a couple weeks ago, and just and it was it was pretty bad. Not that anyone noticed. Like I, I used it. to do I used to do college radio, so like I I just I mean I'm not I'm just excited to have a crossfader. Like I'm just excited to go from channel A to channel B. <laughs> But like I'm trying to do like a mix of like old like you know Bill Withers and then I'm like into you know into some jam like I'm trying to like find like a, a way to do it. Nice. It's been fun. Like I don't know, we get no money from them, but I love YouTube, man. You can find anything on YouTube, and it's so great. You know, like it's so much fun. Dude, go go on to uh, your Apple Music and look up Action Bronson's radio show. Oh, I love Action Bronson. Dude, look up his radio show. It is uh, I forget the hell it's called. It he plays some wild music on there, man. Uh, I think you'll, if you're getting into DJ stuff, you'll probably really enjoy it. Oh yeah, like we were. Uh, I mean, let me look this up because we were. We were it'll, it'll go with our New Haven, but like New Haven, and we're at this restaurant. Like, and I love. I just love the I Shazam it, and it's like uh, there's this Indian restaurant in New Haven, and it was amazing food. It was like Indian, yeah. it was like Indian street food. I forget what it was called. It's over by it's over by the Apple Store in New Haven, near Yale, and it was incredible. Uh, I, maybe Tandoor, but I don't think that's right. It could be. And they were just playing Tandor, like this, yeah. yeah, playing this crazy music, and I just started like, and so like I'm trying to figure out a way to work that in. Like it was like, oh, it's so good. It's just so much fun. Like I don't know. Okay, what the hell? Yeah, you should definitely check out his radio show. You'll uh, you'll find it quite interesting. Oh yeah, I mean, he had that show on Vice for a while. He would cook. Yeah, that guy's that guy's living his best life, man. How that? Like, yeah, yeah I do. Doesn't fuck around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. And he's friends with uh, Brian from Stillwater. That's a good beer connection, right? Did you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, they did that beer together. They used to live in this. I love how. I love how in all of his eating adventures, he's got his posse with him. You know, the rapper, the DJ, and then yeah. they're just getting smoked out, eating everything and all over the world. All these huge fucking dudes, yeah. And they're, and, uh, yeah, because Brian, I guess, would be on the show with them there. They had a show together. But I think the story was that, like, they both live in the same building, and they would both, like, they would be smoking out their apartments, and, like, they would smell oh, no like, shit. and, like, I think, I think, I mean, maybe Laura, maybe I heard from, you know, but, like, the, Brian would drop off beers like at his doorstep and then they started like hanging out. But yeah, which is, which is cool. But uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause they did a beer together and it was pretty, it was actually pretty good. It was like action 5,000 or something like that. It was called or whatever. But yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, when you're creating your labels, like, do you have, if it's a, like, do you think, okay, what style of beer this is? Are you thinking, okay, I've already, I've created some art. Let me try to pull from the archives. Is it, you know, what's the, what's the vibe there when you're creating, you know, in this kind of new, so, your, your geometry focused stuff? Yeah. So, well, my, the American Flyer stuff has the, you know, American Flyer train on the label. And I've kind of just played with the colorways for the different versions, different hops. But the new uh, geometric thing is just going to be, there's going to be a bunch of different ones and they're all going to be just straight up American IPAs, um, you know, all different hop profiles basically. And as far as the color schemes compared to the beer, really no rhyme or reason. I'm just playing with colors and basically my, you know, the marketing background is just trying to figure out what's going to pop on the shelf and, kind of it's what I'm always thinking about when I'm creating labels is, you know, what, like, what, what are people going to see when they're walking down the aisle? So I try to create a label that someone's going to walk by and be like, Oh, what the hell is that? And pick it up, check it out and, and buy it. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people look at labels, obviously. You know, that's what your show's all about. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, and, someone just started a podcast about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, you know, I definitely try to think about, you know, what's going to catch someone's eye colors colors put together you know primary colors complementary colors you know it's fun it's to sit there an illustrator and just figure out what what looks best and and then seeing it when it's on the actual can you're like damn man and knock it out of the park so yeah as far as the styles i I like doing series i mean that's been my thing, even with painting and drawing, I've always kind of done things in series. So it's kind of carried over to the, my brewing also, where I'm just trying to do groups of series, even like, you know, watermelon in the town of the, in the streets in the town of New Haven, obviously the riff off the door song. Mm-hmm. My whole idea was that, you know, the watermelon one and the next one was going to be, you know, blueberry in the streets in the town of New Haven or strawberry in the streets of the town of New Haven, whatever it may be. Um, you know, just series. I, I love the series thing, man. Yeah, big for me. And when you do the geometry ones, um, they're you know they're five by fives. Are there not to like steal trade secrets, but is it is it one square you're doing and you're and you're kind of tweaking them for the pattern? What is the yes, what, what is those? the what is the grid that like when you're designing it? What's the base grid? Is it you're just doing a one and then kind of, or is it a couple of yeah, them? turning them? So kind of you know I've a couple of them. I mean, if you look at them you kind of have to pay attention because it's kind of all sequenced also. So it's, you got to flip them and turn them and make it work. Sometimes they don't work. And and then you're, you know, you're sitting there staring at your screen and you got to step away from the computer because definitely starts fucking with you a little bit. The last one I did, it really, it gave me fits because the patterns weren't working out. And then I ended up realizing that it was some of the shape sizes were differently and it was, it had to be more chaotic than the others because the first three or four are all perfectly symmetrical and all the colors rotate clockwise perfectly and it all works out. But it starts with, yeah, with just one probably like inch by inch square. And those were just the basic starter pattern in that quilting book that I found that was from the 1900s. Just all these wild patterns. And I kind of take them into Illustrator and, you know, grab the pen tool and retrace them out and, colorize them and just flip them all around and make it work to a you know continuous flow so it creates a a big you know five by five like you said you know even those those new geometric labels i've actually 
I created a, uh, a bunch of posters that I'm going to, uh, when we, when we deliver this stuff to liquor stores or, you know, or at the barracks or the restaurant, people grab four packs. I want to be, start handing them over some posters too, when they, when they buy the brew. So it's something I want to do. I just haven't done it yet. And that's another thing that I've kind of worked on over this past five, six weeks, getting all these posters done and, I'm going to get that stuff all printed up. I think it'd be pretty cool to, you know, you go to a package store, a liquor store and buy a four pack and then the clerk hands you over a poster. You're going to be like, what? Take that thing hope and rip it open. And, you know, you got yourself a nice, you know, I don't know, 17 by 22 inch poster. Oh yeah. That'd be, be pretty yeah. dope. I think it would be dope. But yeah, I think it's cool. And yeah, I love that stuff. I remember like you were saying about the quilted book. I remember when I would, when I managed the band, I would buy these, these books and they were the old like uh like concert posters and like albums of like the 50s and 60s like the blues and stuff like that and they were just like super basic like but like yeah really cool layouts and like they were comfortable with like open space and just like basic it was really and so i would just that was like the early photoshop days and i would just yeah i would just spend hours trying to make you know we'd, we'd run ads and all this stuff and i would always just try to see what how cool i could get close to this like miles davis print or this dude yeah. poster and they were just like super simple and just like you know it just it and it created a vibe dude yeah. i love that shit you just reminded me of you know a story the other day we were um we got into this little rabbit hole a couple of weeks ago watching documentaries on um amazon music documentaries and we watched a couple of watched a couple of Pink Floyd ones that were just fucking phenomenal. And, you know, I asked my girlfriend, I was like, have you ever seen The Wall? She's, she's like, no. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> you haven't seen The Wall. And, but, dude, you can't, you can't get it on Amazon or anything. So we were back in Connecticut, and uh, I swung by my parents' house, and I went to the basement, and I had a bunch of albums down there, and I pulled out The Wall album. I'm like, have you ever seen this? She's like, no. And I, like, ripped that thing open, and, open up the center of it and she's like holy shit and that you know that album there is just fucking the illustration is phenomenal but yeah the i mean the albums from the 60s 70s even before that are just phenomenal like the layouts and how they created those things way different from now you know well right the idea of liner notes now is like that's not happening like you would never do that and you know now which is cool it, it's kind of you know but what is it? Yeah. Is it record of the year? Record of the year is a single, right? Because it's just like that's what it was back in the day, which is a single. Um, yeah. Now, right? And yeah, it's just. I mean, Floyd. I loved. I I really liked Floyd, but I didn't know how much I liked them until I was out, out of college and a guy I worked with had. It was weird, but it's obviously the whole discography across like his like shelf, and I was like, why does this guy have all these out? But. And he's like, it's, like he was like hardcore about it. He's like, this is Pink Floyd, and so yeah. I remember in like a week. I went from like their first album to the end and like, you know, back to back to back. And it was like, oh, all right. I was like, and he, I like, I was like an apostle. He was like, all right, this guy gets it, you know, and it was cool. But yeah, yeah like, first few yeah, albums. Live incredible. at Pompeii, that's amazing. Like, that's another great one. Like, there, yeah, that's still, yeah, I still want to see uh, Roger Waters. I mean, it's not the same, but it's, it seems like it's pretty close. Dude, I, I took, um, I bought tickets to see his show up in Hartford. And I purchased tickets probably like dead center, like eight, nine, ten rows off the uh, floor. My dad was a huge Pink Floyd fan. And I surprised him with those tickets. And we had like the best, I looked up the best spot to see Roger Waters' show and everything. And 
we get to that show, man, it, it was like, like the whole time I was like holding back tears standing there with my dad, but I'll never forget the beginning of the show, man, we had this, this father and son in front of us and you could tell that the son just didn't want to be there. And, uh, they were playing the segment from uh, Zarathustra in the beginning and the, the father just stood up and started yelling, I am Spartacus. And the, the fucking son looked horrified. <laughs> it was the coolest thing, man. It was so awesome. Yeah. And I stand there and I'm like, damn, man, my dad's cool. That, that dad there is cool. And his son don't give a shit about this show right now. It's crazy. Yeah. That was, dude, that was phenomenal. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's that's high up there. We had the, the tour. We're gonna see them for that, and we yeah. So we'll see. But music's always been so yeah. It's just been so much fun. So yeah, we've been doing uh yeah. It's just been good. It's been good. All right. So I think I know a lot of these answers coming up, but um, I, these are coming our nerdier questions that we've been asking. When um these ones I don't know, but the other ones coming up will. Um, when you're saving your files and you know trying to organize yourself, do you have a naming convention for your files? Say that again. Do I have a naming convention? Naming, like yeah, how you like save your files together? Oh man, I'm I'm an absolute disaster when I do that. I'll have like I use a lot of underscores, man. So you know oh, that's cool. Oh, like, so right really, now, I don't like spaces, so I'm like a weirdly like anti-space guy. In yeah, I'm a big underscore guy, and I don't know what the hell got me into that. So I'll have like, I'll have American Flyer five underscore working, American Flyer underscore five working two, working three. Like, dude. Oh yeah, and then I, that makes total time, sense to me. Yeah, that makes that no, makes total sense to me. Dude, then I go back in, and then I want to freak out because I can't find something I was working on like a month earlier. Yeah, Start I, I'm not really good dates, at uh, add the dates. That's a good move. Yeah, dates is probably a good move. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, dude, I, I'm the type of person that, you know, even like, you know, simply as right now, like cooking for my girlfriend here, I, I'll cook and I make a mess, bro. Like trash the kitchen and sit down and eat. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, we got to, I got to clean up. She's like, no, I got it. But it's just like, I make a mess of everything. But, you know, it's, it's, I got my personal disorder, but it sort of works out. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I do the underscore because, and I think it probably date, dates us a little bit, but like with like HTML and like websites, you couldn't, you had to, if you were going to have like two words, you had to have underscore or it wouldn't render it right. So I've always been anti space. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been anti space for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what, what else we got here for you. So since you're somebody who's just kind of like, you're kind of a, you're an entrepreneur, you're a nomad, you're a grinder. Do you have any advice for someone like, you know, a little younger, or just maybe thinking about getting into it, you know, whether it be art or beer, just kind of, you know, wanting to be their own boss. Like, do you have any, any advice from all those uh, bumps and bruises and scars you have? Oh Lord. Um, I mean, I, I would say do lots, look into lots of things, find what you really truly enjoy. And when you find that, just hit it hard, man. You know, I, I've gone down so many roads. There's lots of things, obviously, I wish I did and didn't do. But uh, to me, like now going forward, it's like researching, especially, you know, with the internet and Google and all that shit. I mean, you could, you could find out anything you want and get so entrenched in any, you know, for instance, me with like this geometry stuff. 
I've gotten this whole rabbit hole of like all sacred geometry and starting to really look into that. My girlfriend's big into it. So we've been like riffing on that the last few days. So I would say, you know, just find what you truly love, man, and then just kill it, go right after it and stay true to it, you know, and you got to believe in it. You know, you got to believe in it. It's, you know, the rector thing was, I went through a lot with that and I didn't give up. You know, I, I had three of my friends wanted to start the brewery. That's the reason I got involved with the rector. All I wanted to do was create t-shirts, hats and, and cool marketing tools. And next thing I know I was, I was brewing and that mainly because I just, I was like, Oh man, fuck this. I can't, I'm not going to give up on this now. I already created this thing and I'm going to keep going. So next thing I know I was brewing. So you just got to go after it and, uh, you know, see what sticks, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Now let's see. I, I just, I thought it was one of the spot, but, uh, your, your best pizza in New Haven was what's the best. There's just, I mean, there's, there's not even a, we can't even have a conversation. It's Sally's. There's no doubt. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, the that, that, the I knew, I knew it was like, red pie. Yeah, I was like, I, there's not even, this guy's not even going to question this. Like, it's just going to tell me, right, fuck, it's just like, the sky is blue and this is the best. <laughs> like, that's where I was going. I didn't want to debate you. I, I like, will yeah. say, though, man, I will say I, I do love them all. I, I'm not the guy who wants to, you know, argue about it, but, uh, you know, I'll eat them all. They're all phenomenal. There's so much good. Even in the state of Connecticut, there's so good pizza, but... Sally's I literally posted the other night my story because I I got Sally's when I was in New Haven and I, I like their plain red pie and I, 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 posted I think they're that delivering in my I think they're delivering right now either them or Pepe's is deli- Dude, it's, it's unbelievable it's crazy it's like a it's like a yeah. the earth is like on its off yep. access I was shocked yeah I, I posted in my story the other night the picture of the red pie and I in the center of the pie I wrote undisputed champion of the world and I cannot believe that one person talks shit about it. I got all like thumbs up and fire and all those emojis. Not one person came at me. So I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, yeah. yeah. That was always like, that was, that was kind of like, I guess that's the thing, right? When going back to our Delaware moment, like, I think it's the pizza, man. Like, no, like that's what you got to come for. Like even that, even that douchebag guy on a uh, bleacher report, uh, you know, he came here and like, you know, it was like raving, raving about it. Yeah, I mean, it's he calls New Haven the pizza capital of the world. Yeah, those videos where he it was like a, I think I think he thought it was a joke, and then he came here, and then it was like holy shit! Like the videos, it's like eight fives, eight nine, yeah, boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. That dude's like he's like larger than life right now. It's, it's insane it, the stuff he's doing. He's like, do, do you know anything about the shit that's going on with him right now? The unboxing and stuff. No, no, I know he's doing, uh, I know he's doing the, like the, the, the like, delivery frozen pies. Yeah. Frozen pies. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's doing the frozen pies. The number one ranked frozen pie right now is do parties out of West Haven, Connecticut. Oh really? But he's doing this thing. Yeah. He's doing this thing where people are sending him packages in the mail and every night at like 8 PM, he's opening boxes in front of like 50,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Live. So- our friend, yeah, a family friend of ours works with one of the works for Bleacher Report, so it's kind of funny. Oh, really? That's dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. a speaking of marketing and 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 business and entrepreneurship. That guy is a genius, man. 
Yeah, there's a whole like they like, they're making like a documentary about how like he almost went to jail like for like commenting on Tom Brady's like son, yeah, or something like that like years ago. Yeah, a whole, <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna get into it because I don't want to have my this tagged as like in some weird search engine of fucking bizarre world. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not into that. But uh, yeah, so so all right, two more, two more. Um, we kind of uh, you know we talked about Pink Floyd. You know, you and I have geeked out of a fish for a while. But you know, when you're do you have a what, what's the vibe like when you're brewing or when you're creating? Do you listen to certain music? Do you have certain tunes that get you get you in the creative? Like, what's what's the what's the scene like? Creative, creatively. If I'm home chilling on the couch and doing computer stuff, is definitely um, like Jimmy Smith, John Coltrane, jazz stuff for sure. Um, in the brewery, definitely loud stuff. Rage Against the Machine or, or um, Pearl Jam. A lot of Pearl Jam. I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. Um, yeah, definitely definitely heavy rock stuff when I'm at the brewery because, you know, it gets loud in there, so you can't be listening to soft stuff, you know? Yeah. No, I but totally... at home, definitely jazz. I love the jazz stuff at home. It gets me in a, gets me in a, in a good groove. All right, all right. And then last but definitely not least, but what, you know, I think that we've kind of talked on it, but what's what's next? What what can we expect in the next, you know, the next chapter for for you? What what's what's coming down the pike? You've talked about some new brews the rector, you know, you're doing stuff with snow, what's uh, snow republic? What what can we expect? Yeah. So, as with rector, I I've, I finally let go and realized like that I can't do everything myself, so I took on an old friend who's doing sales and I'm kind of going to let, I want to get some other people are going to be getting involved with that. I'm going to try to basically, you know, what I should be doing is building that business up and letting people, people run with it. I'll definitely still be the creative guy behind it. Um, a lot of my effort definitely is up here at snow Republic right now. That's, you know, it's, we're only six months old up here. So, you know, I've got to, Still got a lot of work to do. Obviously, coming out of this, I don't know what it's going to be. And also, he has a property in Mystic, Connecticut, which is a really dope little seaport town. Crazy history. And we're shooting to open a small brew pub in a building he has there next May. So definitely going to be, it's ironic, you know, we're about to jump into May. So it's going to be a crazy year. And I, I've got to definitely stay organized and you'll be seeing a lot of underscores on my computer. <laughs> and then the last one, I feel bad we haven't talked about it yet, but uh, just how did the idea, um, one of the things that Justin does with, with Johnny over at Armada is Brothers and Ale, and they do these great beers, oh. you know, and I just, yeah, I, I just think it's great. I mean, I love collaboration. I love coming together. You know, I, I think that, you know, every hustler, you know, game respects game, and, you know, Johnny and Justin are two two just hardworking dudes. And so I, I just think it's great that they do this beer together. But uh, you know, how did that kind of come to be? And talking about marketing, so, just folks yeah, at home, the Yale, they take the Y out. Coincidentally, they're in New Haven. You know, we don't want to get in trouble with any licensing, but it's ale, brothers and ale. And they do these just ale and it's fucking great beers. And they, you know, different hop varieties they try and they get weird with it. And so I just think it's been a big hit. So I just thought we'd end on a, end on a high note. Yeah, that's that's an awesome one. I love this. I was uh, this was kind of like right at the around, around the time I met Johnny. He he had come back here from uh, Chicago, and I was driving 
downtown New Haven on Broadway, which is kind of a little area with, you know, J crew and stores, Apple store, all that shit. And at the time, a big J. Crew guy. if you meet him, he's a big J crew yeah. guy. Yeah. I'm a big J crew Chino guy. That's all I wear. Chinos love him. I, uh, and they were putting in a putting we were putting in an LL Bean over there, and I was at a stoplight, and I was looking at the Yale, you know, the the, the arched Yale logo, and I was like, damn man, I, I wonder if anybody ever made an Yale shirt. So I literally at that light like Googled Yale beer Yale shirt, and there was nothing coming up, obviously, and I'm like, ah, man, it's super super regional. Why would anybody do that? You know, there's the Kale shirt and the Fail shirt, all that stuff. So, you know, I ended up going to uh, the Yale bookstore a couple of days later and buying a shirt, you know, and taking that back to my shop and figuring out how to all laid out and getting rid of the Y, printing the Ale shirts. And at first I was just printing them out, you know, with the Erector logo on it and, uh, you know, handing them out and people were digging it. And then Johnny and I were hanging out at the barracks, which was still overshorts at the time. And we were talking about doing a collab and, you know, what are we going to do? And I was like, dude, I've got this ale thing. Let's, let's make a new Haven IPA. So, you know, the abbreviation, you know, the hipster abbreviation for new Haven is NHV. So we just do this NHV IPA. It was a new Haven IPA. And we came up with this brothers and ale thing because of all the conspiracy theory stuff behind Yale and the uh, skull and bones and all that shit. And we just threw ale right on the can and that was it, man. Oh, Probably so what, good. Seven, eight, ten versions now. I don't even know. It's a bunch. Yeah, I need to get some shirts. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any of your gear, so I, I'm gonna make yeah. that happen. But, but I just think it's it's creative and yeah. it's fun, and it's like I don't know. I, I've just been one of the best things about just being involved, you know. And also, I don't even think I've publicly thanked you enough. But when we we did our first event, and this is how we'll wrap it up. We did our first event, the Artcraft Beer at uh, the Carol Adele Gallery in New Haven. I don't know shit. Like I wasn't like, I didn't know shit about tab and beer in college. Again, going back to, I'm not a handy dude. Like I was, <laughs> if I would tap a keg, it would fuck, it would blow all over my face. And so we show up and we have all this beer that got donated to us. And you guys just, I think you was dropping something off or whatever. You had to be in the neighborhood and you're at, and you're like, well, what about this, this and this? And I was like, well, what do you mean? You're like, well, how are you going to do this with our jockey box? If you don't have all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, and it was like deer in the headlights. And like, I was ready to cry. And you and Austin, again, going back to the crew, we're like, we got this. Just go get this, this, and this, and we'll we'll hook it up. And so, I don't know. I just think that it's important. It's a great way to end the episode. You know, we've known each other longer than I realized before we started this episode. And I just wanted to, you know, thank you. You know, you're, we're already, you know, squad. But if there's anything I can do to help, you know, we're always here. And just, you know, I appreciate everything you're doing, man. Ah, man, I appreciate that, dude. Love you, man. It's yeah, we've definitely got a history now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't I know, like, first... this episode, like, I usually am, like, the one who post-ponders, like, and makes the guests be yeah. like, oh, think about yourself. And now I'm like, damn, like, that's kind of, we've had some really good adventures. So, yeah. Yeah, I so... remember when you first told me you were doing this. That's, I think that's kind of how we connect, because we lost contact for a couple of years there. And yeah, you told me you were thinking about doing this, and I thought it was fucking dope. I was like, man, that's killer. No one's doing that. It's such a great idea for a podcast, and you're killing it. It's like I, I've listened to pretty much every one of them. Oh, Love well, it. Well, good man. We're glad that we're glad to have you as part of the fam. And like I said, anything you're doing, you know, any day, you know, you got me. And uh, I look forward to, to catching up in 3D and having some beers again. And uh, 
I usually say it like it's me a first time for a guest, but you and I have had many, and uh, we'll, we'll do some cellar diving like old school, and you know, we'll, oh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll catch up, man. But uh, yeah, just be safe, and we'll talk to you sooner, all right, man? Right on, brother. You too. All right, thanks, Justin. Talk to you later.
Thank you. 